Welcome to PDBC's Tax Reform Readiness podcast series. This podcast is an excerpt from PDBC's Tax Reform Readiness webcast series held on May 16, 2018, focusing on today's emerging technologies for tax reform readiness. The panelists for the webcast were Jeff Lauer, a PDBC tax partner in our tax reporting and strategy group, Mike Engel, a PDBC advisory partner leading our advisory intelligent process automation robotics practice, Michelle Lee, a PDBC tax partner focusing on intelligent process automation robotics for tax, and Dr. Bjornberg, a PDBC tax partner leading our advanced analytics and innovation practice. This excerpt consists of a discussion among the panelists on the operationalization of tax reform in an organization, including emerging technologies and data automation and visualization tools that can be used by tax functions. Take a listen. So maybe, uh, Mike, why don't we uh, get into talking a little bit about um, the automation here and some of the tools. And you know, we have this impetus where we think of these as big IT projects, but that's not necessarily the case these days with the new emerging technologies. Yeah, good point. And then another good reason why we've changed nomenclature once again. I think the, the most uh, unsettled part of this whole discussion is what are we going to call things, right? So now we have this new trend that we're referring to around small automation. Uh, not small automation, not meaning small potential impact, but in terms of how quickly we can do this, right? Um, you know, the fact that we can, we can build automation that will thrive in a non-standard environment, you know, a little bit different than traditional IT, right? The other part of it is I think uh, the small automation trend is about how we're changing the culture and how we're rethinking how we are going to interact with, with computers and, and you know, people that are doing work. And the other part of it is, quite frankly, we're getting to value much quicker, right? So these are kind of a big trend right now that we're seeing is inclusive of a lot of technology. We'll talk more about that as well. Yeah, you also see a lot of people going out there and thinking this has to be a large-scale ERP system. It's got to be part of these huge initiatives. What that is absolutely true. There's definitely low-hanging fruits in automation when you have an ERP upgrade, refresh, or, or maybe re-implementation. However, you shouldn't be waiting for those. This idea with small automation is basically putting the tools in the hands of the tax professional and allow them to automate the daily work task and not necessarily wait, sitting around waiting for somebody else to run a large-scale IT project for them. And that's really new because if you tried to do this 10 years ago, the tools were frankly not there. They're too complicated, too hard to learn. And if you have trying to basically out there doing your day, day job in tax, and at the same time you're trying to be out there learning these tools, you need 200 hours in the week, and we don't have that. The <laughs> right. tools we have now, is, however, is so much simpler. Yeah. yeah, and I like to say, I always use the example, it's a top-down and a bottom-up approach. The top-down is your big IT type of projects, like an e-ledger uh, system implementation. Mm -hmm. But a lot of what we're doing in tax is really the day-to-day -day stuff, and that's the small automation can really be incredibly impactful. So if you participate on those big projects, but then attack it from the bottom on the day-to-day, -day, that's where I think you get you know, the, the most bang for the buck. In particular, when you're looking at uh, tax reform, we've got to move quickly here, right. where right. You know, a big IT project may you know be the longer term solution but we need an immediate uh, action that's automated that's where some of the small automation can come into play yeah and i think so. you know it, you know as we like to say this really empowers us as or people as tax professionals or whatever function you're involved in and allows you to kind of release your inner engineer right <laughs> and start thinking about how will i solve problems using technology yeah, and, you know, as tax professionals, we've been modeling forever, right? Now we've, we've just, we've got some better tools to do it with now, right. better 
So with that, maybe uh, that's a good lead in, Mike. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what's in the modern day toolkit? Yeah, so it's inclusive, right? It's all inclusive. What we're trying to do here with, with the new toolkit, if you will, and within intelligent automation is take advantage of things that haven't been available to us in the past, right? So we've been able to do, as you pointed out earlier, since 1985, we've been able to use macros, right? And that sort of thing in Excel. We're going to continue to do that. But as you think about the complexity of the technology that's now being brought to bear for us as individuals, it's really changing. Things like uh, robotic process automation or even data transformation. These, these were the domain of IT not too long ago, but now we're able to really use, based on the new front ends and this kind of drag and drop, no code approach to, to building applications, we're, we're able to put that in the hands of, of uh, the business, right? So as we work around and, and think through all the different uh, technologies that are available to us, you know, including artificial intelligence. We love to talk about this, right? It's a very exciting field. Um, this is when it becomes more of a collaboration with IT, but still available for people in business to think about, right, and be able to design their, plat or design their, their new processes using this technology in collaboration with IT. So we think about the toolbox as the actual technology as well as the people that are involved in it. Well, and I think further to the point, it's not just about the technology, right? And if I think about it in a couple of different ways, you know, it shouldn't surprise any one of us. We're talking about the business context from a business user, but look at all of us and, you know, how we are married to our devices, the actions that we could right. take, right, from a personal standpoint. So I don't think it's a stretch to think what is now available from a, a business user committee, community. That's one. And I think another thing is it's, goes hand in hand with the technology is sort of the nimbleness, right, the agility. So right. I think unlike sort of the traditional, you know, we'll sit around and do a big design session and, you know, on the back end <laughs> something comes out and you're involved in the testing, sort of the agility uh, in terms of that method and that's being applied um, hand in hand with some of the tools, I think that is also what's um, surfacing and what people are adapting and, and moving towards. That's a good point, right? And so we're able to do, I mean, we do have to adopt some of the rigor from IT around sure. this stuff, but we can take more of this test and learn type of an approach. Yeah, that's right. You know, oh. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, you know, when you look at this continuum here, you know, it's a spectrum of sophistication, right? And there's an opportunity for everyone to participate, whether that's on an enterprise level in the organization where IT may be doing some things, but on the small automation perspective, that's really in the hands of the tax professional. So, you know, people think of this as data collection or data gathering, but we're doing things in tax now, do, uh, leveraging machine learning and natural process, language processing, and some of the more sophisticated artificial intelligence. And Berg, you've developed some, some tools that are actually taking some historically manual M1s and applying these principles. You want to talk about that for sure, a minute? Absolutely. So, as you probably know, in tax reform, uh, meals entertainment went either to zero deductibility or 100% deductibility, depending on classification or business expense. So we basically launched a tool that did automatic, basically machine learning, artificial intelligence, goes back and learns and trains itself, and then goes back and actually classifies the, the expenses themselves. And internally in the PwC, we're going live with our own tool on Thursday. And in that one, we're also looking at abnormality detection. We look for errors. People make mistakes, and we're looking for those errors and correct them automatically. And instead of having an army of people doing it, we're using artificial intelligence to solve the problem. Yeah, and that's a great example because people, you know, generally would think that the automation applies only to the easy stuff. And it's, you know, really progressing into areas that, you know, just even two years ago we wouldn't have thought we could tackle. So Which that's a great really example. interesting phrase because you see a phrase percolating now called 
citizen data scientist. <laughs> it basically means that you don't have to be a real data scientist. You don't have to be a propeller head at PhDs. You can actually, if you have a, a skill set and you know right. the domain, you can pick up these tools and actually make them work for yourself without having to go back to school and spend four years in school. That's, that's right. right, that's right. Well, I think the last point, um, you know, as we move to the next section here is you mentioned the word IT, right? So I know we're talking to a lot of tax professionals out there and, That's you a know, two, not a four letter word. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, and, you know, but I, I think it is important. It's, it's really when we talk about collaborating, right. it's really mm -hmm. understanding what the roles and responsibilities are. So it's not to exclude them. You need them, right? You need their support. Yeah. But I think the key differentiator is they don't have to build everything for you. They don't have to maintain everything for you. They don't have to operate for you, right? So, you know, you're not putting in a ticket to fix your tools, but it's more about understanding and meeting them halfway and collaborating with them. So I think that's really another fundamental shift in terms of as we're embracing the new technology. And in tax, there's a lot of people. I mean, we call them data jockeys. Those are the guys who live in Excel spreadsheets. They're really good at buying macros, sewing together complex calculations. And frankly, the work they're doing today is much more technically challenging compared to going to some of the easy to use tools that exist today. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we're primed. We're primed for this we're as ready. an industry. I mean, we've been <laughs> training for a long time. So. Look at us. That's right. <laughs> So Berg, um, maybe you can give a perspective just uh, on you know how this has developed uh, recently, and you know how you're seeing clients ad adopt this. If you set the clock back like three, four years ago, if you if you were actually adopting like a data automation tool, data visualizations tool, and robotics tools, you were on the bleeding edge of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was kind of the virgin ground. Uh, today, it's that's not, not the case. With 30, 40 percent of our clients are already either implemented it or already are in the process of doing it. Mm -hmm. We think another 30, 40 percent are sitting out there having on the roadmap. They just got to get through the tax reform. They got to catch up on all the works that get behind them, and then they have it on their schedule for this fall or next quarter or so forth. And then I think there's about 20, 30 percent who's still a little nervous, like toe in the water. Is this really meaningful? Is this really something I'm going to benefit from? Or is this something I'm just going to go out and learn a bunch of tools and really have no benefit from? Mm -hmm. The feedback we get from our clients is when they see these tools and actually start using hands-on is, why on earth hasn't anybody shown me this before? No more PowerPoint. Get me hands on the keyboard. And then they really take off. They get excited about it because that's kind of fun. I was uh, up in New York with about 70 clients a couple of weeks ago. And the VP of tax basically stands up and told his tax department, Look, even I can do this. You guys should definitely know how to do this. They get excited. It's almost like, remember the first time you got the Lotus 1, 2, 3? And you say, wow, I can actually do these things? And he doesn't want to date off. himself. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. It's, it's that sort of reaction. So today, if you start implementing these tools, data automation, data visualization, and robotics tools, you're no, no longer on the bleeding edge. You're mm -hmm. just a, a mainstream follower. Yeah, in particular, when you look outside of the tax function, what we're seeing now more and more is as you know, uh, the tax groups are being educated on the capabilities of these tools, they're reaching out and talk to their colleagues in finance, procurement to see which of these tools they have licensed, and lo and behold, in many instances, they're being used elsewhere in the organization. So there's some foundational capabilities to tap into, which is important. Something I hear from people who have not gone there is we are so busy doing what we're doing right now, we don't have time yeah. for it. And the joke comes to my head is like, there's no time to stop for gas. We're already late. <laughs> the reality yeah. is that these, these are tools that doesn't eat more, t more of your time. These are tools that free up your time. So right. you can go ahead and, go ahead and do some, something more meaningful. Okay. So let's get into some of the, uh, in the details on some of the more prevalent tools. There's quite a few in the toolbox that Mike, Mike took us through. 
Um, you know, I'll give us a quick overview and then maybe, uh, you know, I'll let the experts kind of take us through the details. Um, you know, but from what I see with clients, I call it the, you know, the, th the three legs of the stool, right? And there's different tools that come in these, these categories. Um, but I like to say, you know, it's really the, uh, you know, the d tax data automation, the automation tools, which really are focused on collecting um, data, organizing that data, and applying layered calculations. So those are very Excel-like capabilities. It's just the tools are much more powerful, and they're applying the automation or workflow-type component um, to, uh, to, to the process, right? And that's really data prep, data calcs. Then, you know, the, the other leg of the stool is the tax data visualization. So those are your dashboards, your graphics, your drill down. It really brings that data to light. So as that data is processed, putting it in a format that's easily digestible so you can quickly get into the details. And then third is, you know, the robotics and the, the digital labor which is, um, you know, really, uh, you know, mimicking a lot of the, you know, human interaction to historically get some of this, you know, high volume data centric uh, processes done. And, you know, they can be used in combination. Sometimes they're better off used, uh, you know, as an acute tool. Um, so it's really understanding the capabilities of the tool and then bringing them together in a combination that's right for the task at hand, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I think the point that you're making here, Jeff, is really what we're referring to, to enter another word into the lexicon, orchestration. Right, right? that's right. So yeah. when do I use the right tool? When do, I use, when do I introduce a person into a process as well? And to think about this, I mean, there are so many, as you were pointing out, there's a lot of technology that's embedded. We don't even know that we're using it. For example, when we think about uh, data extraction. So now we've we're teaching our robots to read. Right and extract data from things. Well, the end the end user doesn't realize, for example, that they have just created a machine learning algorithm, or they're using natural language processing as part of what they're doing. Right? Mm -hmm. It's embedded. It's been brought to the masses. Right. Yeah, and that's the the beauty of the way the new tools are working is they're facilitating that kind of capability through a user interface that normal people can use. Right. <laughs> so, well, so I hear hear a lot of people saying, "Why do I need three tools? I only need one tool." And let's remind them that just if you're a carpenter, you have saws and hammers and nail guns. You have all sorts of other tools that you use to build something. So don't look for the magic bullet. The one tool is going to do everything for you. Right. So if you start off with automations, data automation, that's the process is very similar. Like uh, I, every morning I start, or once a month or once a quarter, I go down, I download five, six, seven reports. I cut and paste them into different sheets of my spreadsheet. I sew it together. I got to take out some headers, some line items. Got to look up some tax rates. All that manual stuff we do, that's something that a, uh, basically a data automation tool can do so much simpler for you. Also, it documents the process. So all of a sudden, if something changes, you change it one or two places. You don't have to hunt inside a spreadsheet with complex macros or VB scripts and logic that somebody built into it. If you've ever been in a seat, I'm sure we all have, where you inherit a, inherit a spreadsheet and try to figure out what's going on, frankly, most of us just recreate the spreadsheet. That's right. So if what happens if your staff wins the lottery and walks out the door, you now have a process that is embedded in that individual, not in the documented process. Right. Easy to audit, easy to run. We, we had a client up in Chicago, they had 37,000 labor hours that went into the day-to-day -day work in over a year period. Those 37,000 labor hours right now runs in one hour and 18 minutes in a robot. It's basically using a data automation tool that pick, picks it up and do all the things. And if there's a mistake or something needs to be changed, it's auditable and you click one more button and you run it again. 
you, you didn't, if you mess something up, you don't have to go back and redo everything from scratch again. Yeah, and I think that's the key. When you look at the data automation tools, some of the more workflow-like self-service tools, you know, those are really a great opportunity to take what otherwise we would have done, you know, in Excel manually and put an automated process around it. A lot more horsepower, right? And when you think about tax reform, a lot of the modeling that we're doing in data prep is exactly that. And, you know, it'd be just a shame to set that up in the Excel processes and create another labyrinth of manual uh, Excel workbook. So these are perfect tools uh, to be applied as in, yeah. in tax reform. Think about it, if we had had these tools and they were implemented like a year, year and a half ago, those companies actually did it. When tax reform hit them, there was not a major task for them to mm -hmm. take these tools and update a couple of calculations and then run it again. Versus company who had in a, like a very hard to maintain spreadsheet. They had to go back and build another equally hard to maintain spreadsheet. And next time we have tax reform or change, they're gonna do it again. There's very little repetitive scalability if you don't have a data automation tool. So, you know, let's pivot, Berg, and uh, do you want to give us a little insight on the data visualization tools? Well, there's tons of them. There are 30, 40 different vendors out there. We work with quite a few of them as well. And one of the things we see is that reading a tax return, sorry guys, it's not that interesting. It's, <laughs> except for the bottom numbers. We agree. Right. So when you get a 200-page tax return for footnotes, Maybe we should have a better way of communicating to our external stakeholders, our senior management, our executives, yeah. and then say, saying that based on where we are right now, what would this look like? And then analyze the data. Instead of just spending 90%, not 80-20, 90% collecting and finding the numbers and 10% looking at them, if you have a data visualization tool, you should always start with that first. Mm -hmm. And then you have other stakeholders beyond just the tax professional that actually takes a huge interest in what you came up with. That's right. So I think they're using a data visualization tool combined with the data automation tool is really cool. A lot of these tools actually click button. You sit in one tool, you've done your calculation, you press one button and it generates a dashboard for you that's 80-90% done out of the box. Right. There's really tight integration between this tool and I know this, you see some of the screens here on the dashboard that seem very complicated. Those were, all three of them were built by CPAs with one day of training. It's not that hard. If you can make beautiful graphs in Excel, you can pick this up in less than a day. And I think the beauty of the tools is that um, you're not starting from scratch. There's already sort of pre-built models and suggestions that come with these tool sets, right? So I sure. think that accelerates the process. And um, I think the dynamic nature of the dashboards, they're not you know, at just at a point in time and it's fixed that you could move around and do a lot of the scenario planning, the what-if planning. So again, it goes Absolutely. back to tax reform and sort of the value in kind of telling your story. And, th and that's how I look at a lot of the vision, visualization tools is around, how do I want to tell my story? We've seen a lot of cool stuff like in transfer pricing. We see like, what if this rule was applied retroactively? Mm -hmm. What would the numbers have been then? Right. Um, state and local taxes, if our sales forecast winds up being like this, then what would that impact on the sales on the salt side? That's right. And which is kind of interesting because we're no longer looking retroactively back like what the heck happened. We're looking forward. What is likely to happen in the future? And it's a whole new way of looking at tax instead of looking just backwards. Yeah, and I think, you know, with tax reform, obviously, you know, we're running a lot of scenarios. There's interplay between the calculations, you know, and you know, there's a ton of data supporting uh, you know those calculations. So you know, that's where the dashboards and the visualization of the results and the different scenarios can be incredibly impactful, in particular when you're talking with your management team. You know, it does start with the data. There's a ton of data um, that we're dealing with with tax reform. 
operational data, and that's where I think a lot of the robotics can come into play, yeah. Michelle. I mean, I, I, you know, just as we're moving off this topic uh, into robotics, uh, which is one of my favorite topics, <laughs> I could talk about it all day. Uh, but I did, you know, I just had a conversation this morning with a client of mine, and he said, you know, they use one of the visualization tools, and he said, why do we, why do we need PowerPoint, right? So I'm, I'm, there's obviously a role for it, absolutely, it's not going away, but the idea is, you know, everybody in finance should really embrace and use it across the different functions. So it's yeah, really I mean, exciting when a client says that, and he's the head of tax. <laughs> right. Michelle, that was kind of fun. I was also in the client meeting a few weeks ago, and they did finish the presentation. At the end of the presentation, the guy says, and by the way, did you notice that I didn't use a single PowerPoint slide? Mm -hmm. And everybody stopped and said, no, you did. Now, they realized his whole presentation was everything he did there was done in the data visualization tool. It's a dashboard that yeah. is substituted. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like further information about this topic, please email the participants whose email addresses can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you.